This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We're all familiar with the famous American quote, there's gold and then there hills. The sentiment conjures up a rallying cry. Somewhere in the distance lies a bounty to unearth, and with it, fame and fortune. Of course, the gold rushes of the 1800s are long gone, leaving us with folktales and nostalgia. But for those who thought their fantasy of one day finding a hidden treasure was to remain nothing more than an adventurer's pipe dream, in 2010, that all changed. An eccentric art dealer named Forrest Fenn announced that he'd buried a stash of gold, precious stones, jewelry, and Native American artifacts in a chest somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. But for this hunt, there was no map. Oh no. A map would be too elementary. Too basic. Instead, Fenn had something much more creative in mind. In early 2010, the former U.S. Air Force pilot turned collector published a memoir entitled The Thrill of the Chase. To point treasure seekers in the right direction, Fenn included a six-stanza poem in the book, which he explained contained nine hints as to its whereabouts. It would be up to those intent on claiming the treasure to decipher the clues and determine the location of the chest. Treasure hunters across the United States set out trying to unravel the riddle. Many treated it as a fun excuse to get outside and explore places like national parks, where they thought it might be hidden. Needless to say, most of the hunters didn't find any shiny valuables. Some of the treasure hunters, in fact, didn't even make it back alive. My name is Eric Crosby. Welcome to True. Forrest Fenn was born in August 1930 in Temple, Texas. His thirst for adventure began as a youngster as he devoured books about pirate escapades and cowboy exploits. He joined his father on many trips to Yellowstone National Park, where the two searched for arrowheads, sparking his lifelong interest in history and archaeology. In 1950, Fenn joined the U.S. Air Force and flew over 300 combat missions during the Vietnam War, getting shot down twice. Thankfully, he emerged both times unscathed and was awarded the Silver Star. After returning to the U.S., Fenn ran a small foundry where he earned a living casting sculptures. A natural entrepreneur, he soon went on to establish other businesses. With a keen eye for the intriguing, he opened a gallery in Santa Fe, New Mexico, selling Native American artifacts, sculptures, and oil paintings. With Fenn's unique collection attracting big buyers, the gallery became a multi-million dollar success. In addition to the gallery, Fenn also ran a publishing company. An avid writer himself, he used the business to self-publish numerous books. Things were going great until, in 1988, Fenn was told he had terminal kidney cancer. Expecting the end to be near, 
the 58-year-old began making plans for his final resting place. He decided that when the time came, like the Egyptian pharaohs, he wanted to be buried alongside some of his prized artifacts. Those plans, it turned out, would have to wait. Incredibly, his prognosis improved, and he recovered. As he looked back on his life, he was pleased that he had experienced such a different part of the world during his service in the Air Force. Even though it was during a time of war, under circumstances that, at times, were unpredictable and dangerous, he found the experience of seeing a new place satisfying. Fenn once told a reporter within New York Times, quote, As bad as it was, it was my great adventure, and it taught me that life is precious. When I die, I want it to be because I'm all used up. He believed it was important for everyone to get outside and experience the joy of discovering the world around them. Wanting to leave a quirky twist to his legacy, Fenn decided to bury some of his highly valuable collection somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. He would then provide a few mysterious clues hidden somewhere in the lines of poetry. When he published his book, The Thrill of the Chase, which contained the multi-million dollar hints, over 40,000 copies were sold, kicking off a modern-day treasure hunt. Whoever wanted to get their hands on the riches had to rely either on pure luck or entirely on the cryptic poem found in the chapter entitled Gold and More. As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where, and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. From there it's no place for the meek, the end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know, I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you've been brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. The correct order of the nine clues hidden within the poem wasn't easy to identify. That would be up to each treasure hunter to determine. It didn't take long before there were several competing theories about how to interpret the clues. The only additional hint Fenn offered was that the clues started with the line, begin it where warm waters halt. The clue meant that the treasure had to be at least 5,000 feet above sea level, which meant the location had to be somewhere north of Santa Fe, in either northern New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, or Montana. Given the extreme size of the potential location, the loot would be difficult to find, to say the least, but not impossible. A wealthy art dealer buried treasure somewhere in the Rocky Mountains of New Mexico and put out tantalizing clues in a poem. Well, across the country in the Rocky Mountains tonight, people on an actual treasure hunt, risking their lives and braving potential bear attacks to find their big prize. The potential for danger is real. So far, nobody has found it. With the adventure underway, Fenn only hoped that he would be around long enough to see the treasure found. The philosophy behind the hunt itself 
was simple and wholesome. As Fenn explained to the New York Times, quote, My hidden treasure pulls families into the Rocky Mountains to search and hike and observe the raw nature that is there. They go home with a whole new perspective on what life is all about. In this troubled world, we need some of that. He told the newspaper that the 13th century Romanesque bronze chest itself weighed 20 pounds. Inside was another 22 pounds consisting of 265 gold coins, a 17th century gold emerald ring, two ancient jade carvings, pre-Columbian gold animal figures, a small silver bracelet set with 22 turquoise beads, and a gold dragon coat bracelet with 254 rubies, six emeralds, two sapphires, and numerous small diamonds. As if that wasn't enough, he also included a copy of his 20,000-word autobiography. Fenn estimated the value of his treasure at $2 million. When it came to deterring fraudsters, he specified that the lucky finder would need to return the silver bracelet as proof. Should the treasure be found, Fenn had his own private wishes as to what should happen to the valuables, but vowed this secret would remain between him and whomever found it. Over the years, an estimated 65,000 people made their way to the Rocky Mountains, to places where they were sure the treasure was located. Unfortunately for some, the quest to find the treasure wasn't always a celebration of the great outdoors. For at least five treasure seekers, the mission to claim the contents of the brown chest would be their last great earthly adventure. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. In July 2016, the remains of 54-year-old Randy Bilyeu were discovered along the Rio Grande, west of Santa Fe. Randy had set out six months earlier looking for the treasure, and he came prepared. He took with him a GPS, a raft, a wetsuit, and his dog. But when a week went by with no contact, his loved ones became worried. His ex-wife reported him missing, and law enforcement began the search and rescue effort. Forrest Fenn himself has joined the search for Randy, but hope is fading. We didn't find Randy. We gave it a good shot. Randy's dog was soon found, which was encouraging. But as the days and weeks passed with no sign of the missing treasure hunter, things were looking grim. Some theorized that he had found the treasure and ran off to start a new life. His family insisted that if he had actually discovered the chest, he would have alerted someone. Treasure hunter who disappeared several months ago has been found dead and new tonight his wife questions whether that treasure even exists. Randy Bilyeu is one of hundreds who've gone looking for author Forrest Fenn's $2 million treasure, but the first to die while doing it. Investigators are still trying to figure out what happened to him. Unfortunately, due to the body's state of decomposition, 
Randy's cause of death was unable to be determined. His family was openly critical of Fenn, telling the media, quote, He's endangering lives for his own selfish reasons. There's no treasure. It's not real. He lost his life for a hoax. Santa Fe art collector and author Forrest Fenn is being publicly called out after a Colorado man died searching for Fenn's treasure. Fenn responded, providing words of caution to other hunters. Quote, It is tragic that Randy was lost, and I am especially sorry for his two grown daughters. Accidents can happen anywhere. Anyone who goes into the mountains should be prepared, use a GPS, and always be aware of possible dangers. Many people don't have experience hiking in the mountains, but that doesn't mean they should stay at home. Just be careful and don't get overextended. Wise words of caution for anyone to follow. But, alas, there would be more casualties. The following year, three more treasure hunters would meet an untimely demise in their search for the elusive chest. In June 2017, in Yellowstone National Park, the remains of 53-year-old Jeff Murphy from Illinois were discovered. While high up on the ledge of a treacherous slope, he slipped and plummeted 500 feet down to his death. That same month, the body of Paris Wallace, a pastor from Colorado, was found after his family reported him missing. Like Randy Bilyeu, his body was eventually found in northern New Mexico along the Rio Grande, several miles downstream from where his car was parked. Latest now in a Colorado pastor who disappeared in New Mexico while looking for hidden treasure. Paris Wallace's body has apparently been found. Police say the body was found not too far from where he had parked his car near the Taos Junction Bridge. Millionaire Forrest Fenn hid the treasure in 2010. He extended his condolences to Wallace's family. When Fenn received news that Wallace's body had been found, he said, quote, My heart and my prayers go out to his family and his church. It is such a tragedy. Turning his mind to the contentious issue of whether he had a duty of care, Fenn later said, quote, I am thinking of ways to make the search safer. Not long after, he announced that the treasure was not hidden down a mine shaft and that no climbing was required. The hope was that the additional information would help future hunters avoid taking any unnecessary and potentially fatal risks. While it may have helped some, it didn't save everyone. In 2016, Eric Ashby packed up and moved to Colorado to search for Fenn's treasure. In June the following year, the 31-year-old set out on a raft along the Arkansas River on his way to a potential location. His body was found in the river a month later. Sheriff deputies say Eric Ashby went missing on June 28th after he and his friend's raft flipped over here in the Royal Gorge in the Arkansas River. Fenn was urged to call off the treasure hunt by the New Mexico State Police, who wanted to avoid more deaths. The chief of police issued a statement saying, quote, People are coming from other states and other parts of the world to find this elusive treasure that may or may not exist, with very few clues. They're underestimating New Mexico. However, Fenn politely declined to put an end to the search for the treasure. He insisted that many intrepid hunters were finding the challenge valuable and personally rewarding. He said, quote, It is always tragic when someone dies. Life is too short to wear both a belt and suspenders. If someone drowns in a swimming pool, we shouldn't drain the pool. 
We should teach people to swim. He once again clarified that the chest was not hidden in a spot that was challenging to access. After all, Forrest Fenn was 85 years old and claimed that even he could still go out and retrieve it without any help. In February 2020, a search party was sent out to look for two men who had gone missing at the Dinosaur National Monument, located along the Utah-Colorado border. The men were 53-year-old Michael Sexton from Colorado and his 65-year-old treasure hunting partner. Thankfully, the men were found alive and returned to safety. Determined to find the chest, they ventured out again the following month to the same area. It was only after the men hadn't returned their rented snowmobiles that the alarm was raised. Again, rescuers were sent out, finding the older men alive, not far from where he'd been located a month earlier. Michael Sexton was not so lucky. By the time help arrived, he was already dead. Adding to the growing list of concerns about the treasure hunt, from 2013 to 2020, there were several incidents across New Mexico and Yellowstone National Park of people being arrested for damaging cultural artifacts in pursuit of the riches. All the while, the treasure remained undiscovered somewhere in the wilderness of the Rocky Mountains. Not everyone, though, was searching for gold in the mountains. One unintended consequence of the hunt was that instead of heading to the hills, some people decided to head straight for Fenn's place. Break-ins and stalkers over the years were not uncommon. In one incident in 2018, a man was arrested for burglary, breaking and entering, and criminal damage to property. Clearly misinformed, the man had broken into Fenn's home to steal a chest he believed contained the treasure. A family member believed to be of Mr. Fenn was detaining an individual who had broken into the residence. The suspect was very upset. I admitted that he did break into the home believing he found the treasure that was quoted in Mr. Fenn's poem. He searched his house and uh, his treasure chest that he found had clothing in it. Despite the negative attention regarding his motivations for creating the hunt, Fenn was open about not benefiting financially. A quiet philanthropist, he donated the proceeds to a Santa Fe independent bookseller and raised significant amounts to support cancer patients. He also said that he never paid to advertise the hunt. The free media exposure gave him all the promotion he could ever want. He didn't care if people called him a fraud and the treasure a hoax, saying, quote, I've been called eccentric. And I'm flattered by that, because the difference between an eccentric and a kook is an eccentric has money. Then, in June 2020, Fenn made an announcement reminiscent of Willy Wonka's great unveiling of his golden tickets. It was the moment everyone following the quest had been waiting for. A photograph sent by a man asking to remain anonymous provided conclusive proof that the treasure was not only very much real, but had finally been found. The million-dollar treasure found after a decade-long search, a chest believed to be filled with gold coins and jewelry unearthed in the Rocky Mountains. The chest buried by New Mexico author and antiques dealer Forrest Fenn. The only clues hidden in a 24-line poem from his 2010 autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. It was located not in New Mexico or Colorado, but in Wyoming. Fenn soon revealed that it was, quote, 
under a canopy of stars in the lush, forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains, and had not moved from the spot where I hid it more than ten years ago. I do not know the person who found it, but the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. I congratulate the thousands of people who participated in the search, and hope they will continue to be drawn by the promise of other discoveries. So the search is over. The lucky hunter unearthed the chest after searching for almost a month. Neither Fen nor the man who found it revealed the exact location where it was hidden, leaving an air of mystery to the tale. However, the anonymous finder wrote an article about his epic once-in-a-lifetime experience. Quote, I am the person who found Forrest's famed treasure. The moment it happened was not the triumphant Hollywood ending some surely envisioned. It just felt like I had just survived something and was fortunate to come out the other end. When I finally found it, the primary emotion was not joy, but rather the most profound feeling of relief in my entire life. I figured out the location back in 2018, but it took me many months to figure out the exact spot. There were a few times when I, exhausted and nearing the end of my day's water supply, sat down and just cried alone in the woods in sheer frustration. When I got back to my car after the find, I put my hands on the steering wheel and bawled my eyes out. Then I remembered, Forrest said the person who found the chest would either laugh out loud or start crying. I realized he had been right and started to get annoyed that I still couldn't stop his quotes from popping into my head, even after the chase was finally done. I laughed at myself for getting annoyed. Then I realized I had just fulfilled his other premonition about laughing out loud. In the following weeks, photographs of Fenn setting his eyes on the treasure for the first time in a decade were posted to his website, in addition to a photograph taken by the finder of the chest where he found it. He met Fenn soon after, returning the silver bracelet to its rightful owner. The man said he intended to sell the chest and its contents while honoring Fenn's personal wishes about the treasure's future. When Fenn buried the treasure chest years earlier to motivate people to enjoy the adventures of the outdoors, he said that he hoped to be alive when it was found. When asked how he felt now that it was over, he said, quote, I don't know. I feel halfway kind of glad, halfway kind of sad, because the chase is over. Forrest Fenn passed away peacefully on September 7, 2020, three months after the treasure was found. He was 90 years old. So it was 15 years from the time that I got cancer until the time that I hid the treasure chest. And the original version of the poem said, take the treasure chest but leave my bones and go in peace. But then I got well and I ruined that story. So. <laughs> but but uh, I believe very strongly in, in, in that. Who says I can't influence the future? Who says I can't take it with me? I don't believe in those things. All of this, these thoughts manifest themselves in my treasure chest. The thrill of the chase. I keep going back to the thrill of the chase. And you can think I'm crazy if you want to, and, and a lot of people have said that. <laughs> but it's something that I believe in.
production of Imperative Entertainment. This episode of True was researched and written by Gemma Harris. The executive producer is Jason Hoke of Imperative Entertainment. The cover art and design were created by Jenna Sullivan. True was created and is produced by me. Have any comments or questions? Email us at podcasts at imperativeentertainment.com. As always, a huge thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.